Welcome to Heart of the Matter. It is Friday morning. I'm Gretchen Krampf here on beautiful Orcas Island in the heart of the Salish Sea. Um, the historical territories of the Lummi, Swinomish, and the Samish people. Really blessed to be with you today. And I'm so excited to be with Benny. Hey, Benny, good to be with you. Hi there. What a beautiful morning it is indeed. And I'm ready to take a journey with you. Excellent. We're so glad you're with us. And my special guest today is Katie Gray, an amazing woman I have known in many years of island living and watching this beautiful soul um, through so many lovely ways that we've been connected in our lives. I am so happy that you're with us today, Katie Gray. Oh, thank you, Gretchen. It's so nice to be here. Yeah, and we've got a lot to talk about today because you've been up to some really important work in your life, and now you've created this wonderful offering, The Journey of the Empowered Heart. So we're going to uh, spend the hour talking about different aspects of how this book came into being, but it's so much more. It's about who you are. And so I'd love to open us up with our cups of tea on this uh, rainy Friday morning here and ask you to share a little bit with our guests about who you are and uh, where you are <laughs> and then how you are. Mm. Who, where, and how. Mm. That question, I think, especially with having, you know, gone deeper into the book who I am has become it's it's become more complex you know I think I the more I go into who I am the less I know I think I for so long when I described who I was it was you know what I was doing in my career and and what I'd accomplished and uh, the things I was proud of but I who I am I feel like the more I get to know myself the more I realize I'm just this spirit here for a minute and going to come to planet earth for a quick little stop and do the best I can and, and then be on my way. Um, I, as far as who I am, Katie Gray, um, I, I've been, I've spent years um, being fascinated with, with being human, you know, the complexity of, the emotional body and suffering and and the life experience and the more I get to experience being alive the more I realize that we're all just these precious innocent beings you know um and I'm I feel like I've gained tools throughout my life up until this moment with stage performance and being a professional musician and and writing and counseling and I, I feel like I've gained those tools to help fulfill why I'm here you know I feel like they're all uh, these important tools you know it's not who I am being a musician isn't who I am it's what I can do you know being, uh, being able to stand on stage and speak and motivate people isn't who I am it's what I do you know it's what I can do what me this spirit who's here for just a quick moment can do it's a tool i have to do um but what i think a gift. <laughs> such a gift, a gift that you offer us yeah and and to be shared i think gifts are meant to be shared you know um i think also right now 
as far as who I am and where I am. And I think it's right now I'm, uh, I'm at home. I'm in my office on Orcas Island and um, I'm here in this home because I, I caregive for my mother who has dementia. And as a family, my sister and our spouses and I bought this home with her um, five years ago so that we could care for her full time. And I think watching her go through this process of unfurling, you know, leaving behind who she thought she was for so long and not being able to remember any of the story around who she was that I'm getting to know who she really is, you know, and with that, I'm getting to know who I really am, which is why it's such a loaded question who I am. I am just this spirit who's going to, who, I don't know, I'm here for a minute and it's, it could all be forgotten and I would still be me, you know? Um, yeah. I, I, and that moment that you're here, I mean, this, the space that, that you occupy um, in your in your family and in the world. Um, I like the unfurling as mm -hmm. you speak to your mother's process, but as daughters um, caring for your mother, it's something to see as someone who looks in and, and observes you in the world and how you and Becca are walking this path. Um, and we'll have your, your information, but there's a beautiful film on your website about this journey that you're taking with your mother mm -hmm. and being in that space as a daughter. Um, it's gotta be a part of informing um, how, how you're, you're knowing yourself differently now. And I, you know, you're, you have these things that you do but the being, the Katie Gray being, not the Katie Gray doing, mm -hmm. is um, where I love being with you this morning. Yeah, I I love. That's the that's the golden essence of life. I think is just getting to be with one another, you know. And and we get so wrapped up in doing. I think I think for me as well in this. You know, initially in our conversation, starting off as this, the journey of the empowered heart, this body of work, mm -hmm. and this, this book I just released, you know, it took years, uh, four years, essentially to, to compile that information, but two years of solid writing. And that process was a lot of channeling, you know, just opening myself up. And I say channeling, I, it, that could be uh, just inquiring, you know, where mm -hmm. exploring uh, topics and letting them unfold and through that experience of delving deep into this body of work it required me to go deeper into my own healing process which you know you get to these places where you think oh, okay I've I'm fully healed I'm good to I'm go good. I'm good I'm great <laughs> and like I've reached I've reached it and then you realize oh that's a stair you know it's I've I've climbed another stair and um, what was fascinating about this process was getting to know that being because so much of my understanding about that I've learned so far um, about being human and the human life experience and, and the, the process is essentially, you know, especially in today's world, going deeper into this state of unconsciousness. Naturally, we've, because of our 
bless our world's heart and all of our hearts, we're just aching and we just descend into unconsciousness. And it's a journey of getting ourselves back, reclaiming ourselves, finding ourselves again, finding that being, you know, exploring within past the, the doing, past the distracting and the avoidance and the constant buzz to find that stillness of who we are minus the doing. And again, I think having, being an elder caregiver for my mother with dementia, who's unfurling the entire time I've worked, been working on this body of work. It's been this, I've learned so much from her. She's been such a teacher for me, such a, a profound teacher in, in the depth of what is understanding it. And in, in this process I've been going through and going deeper in my own healing, I have, uh, I've had the opportunity to witness what, who, what am I even promoting here? Like I'm just a conduit and I'm, my intention is to help guide people back inside of themselves where they're not hurting back into that precious, formless, spacious place that's not, that's infinite of the spirit inside and essentially what my mom where my mom is right now I'm trying to help mm -hmm. bring people back home to who they really are minus all of their stories and memories and in that process we do have to sometimes go through the memories and consciously discard them you know mm -hmm. we have to go through the places we've been in order to consciously recognize them infuse them with consciousness you know and and transform the unconsciousness that we've so many of us have found ourselves in but that I would say that through this process, the doing, I've, I've really confronted that because I am also encouraging the reader to come home to themselves. And in doing that, I've, I've had to come home to myself in a deep, new and, and grateful way, you know. And hasn't that been actually a, a, a part of these last couple of years in service to our being invited to pause through these times of um, slowing down and separating ourselves from the activity of travel and being, I mean, I know you as a, an artist having been out in the world and being choiceful and caring for your mother um, and stepping into an elder care role in our culture is not our norm. And so how do we shift that back to becoming valued and the ability to use the compassionate hearts, to bring our compassionate heart, caring for and creating safety and trust so that she can be in this place of aging without distress. So the distress, I think, that so many are in from our disruptions from home. I mean, so many of us are so far from home, the place that we are indigenous, the place where we are connected to the natural world around us. Um, and we have that gift of also being seen I mean, you and I go back to very, very early days and we have a shared friend who is a spirit now all around us. But, you know, our, our dear friend, Julie Fraser, um, saw me 
saw you at different times in our lives. And so that potency of being witnessed mm. by another who can love us and provoke us to look at ourselves and can hold a space where we can be mm, uncomfortable mm -hmm. um but but held in that so i think back to the 20 years 25 years 30 years of becoming mm -hmm. And four years of putting this forward into this book is such a potent thing. So we're going to be getting ready to shift to a break, but I'm going to ask you the question again. Um, how are you? And when I asked that question, you answered me the other day. So maybe you can take us out um, on break with that. Yeah. How are you? You asked me, how am I? And I, I said, well, I have... Uh, and I said, it's such a loaded question. And I, I'm great. I'm wonderful. I feel free. I feel empowered. I feel sad. I feel curious. I feel concerned. I feel all of it. And, um, and I said, Gretchen, have you ever read, you know, Siddhartha by Herman Hess? And do you want me to read that right now? That Please, yeah. So if I don't know if anyone resonates with this, but it does feel like a loaded question. How are you? Um, this is, uh, I did not write this. This is from the book Siddhartha I'm from Herman Hess. And on the journey, this being who, uh, who ends up being the Buddha, this is his interpretation of the journey of the Buddha, you know, is on this path to, to be something, to be something great and wonderful and, and this spiritual guide and to ascend and be enlightened and he just ends up getting caught in the human life experience and gets into addiction and gets married and his wife dies and his child turned that you know is angry at him and he it just feels like he's a mess he feels broken he's suffering he feels like uh, questioning himself and he sat down by a river and um he looked he worked so hard his whole life he worked so hard and then he had a moment where it all made sense. Siddhartha listened. He was now nothing but a listener, completely concentrated on listening, completely empty. He felt that he had now finished learning to listen. Often before he had heard all this, these many voices in the river. Today, it sounded new. Already, he could no longer tell the many voices apart, not the happy ones from the weeping ones, not the ones of children from those of men. They all belong together. The lamentation of yearning and the laughter of the knowledgeable one, the scream of rage and moaning of the dying ones. Everything was one. Everything was intertwined and connected and tangled a thousand times. And everything together, all voices, all goals, all yearning, all suffering, all pleasure, all that was good and evil, all of this together was the world. All of it together was the flow of events the music of life. When Siddhartha was listening attentively to this river, this song of a thousand voices, when he neither listened to the suffering nor the laughter, when he did not tie his soul to any particular voice and submerged himself into it, but when he heard them all, perceived the whole, the oneness, then the great song of the thousand voices consisted of a single word, which was Om, the perfection. Beautiful. Thank you. We're going to go to break right now. Um, 
This is Gretchen Kraft with Katie Gray on Lift Your Spirits Radio, 1150 KKNW. The Good Life by Katie Gray. We'll be back in a minute. Cynical and faded like a crow I've grown into. Pushing scared and wanting what I thought would bring me truth. But then somehow I began. Standing in line, wasting time, a worker needing bread. Forge head and settle with a sun across your head. But it's nothing you can't handle. You gotta get it right. Lift your spirits with me, Dina Marie, on Whidbey Island. I'll be a tour guide for your spirit and a travel agent for your soul. Retreats include a healing session for your body, your mind, and your spirit. You'll receive a Reiki session plus a chakra reading, experience a labyrinth in the woods, take a walk on the beach, and enjoy downtown Langley with me. Retreats are customized for you or a group of friends. You can visit dina-marie.com to connect with me today. Island time is waiting for you. Are your medical expenses increasing, but your health is not improving? True Health offers unique services where Kasara empowers clients with intuition, education, and proven resources. Better choices can be made when information is available. Now's the time to visit TrueHealth.com. That's T-R-U-Health.com. And schedule your appointment to achieve your health goals. Your body will thank you. Are you planning your next move? We know it can be stressful, but at a swift move, you can relax and leave the work to us. You can put your mind at ease that your personal items will be safe throughout the entire moving process. To get a free quote from licensed professionals so you can compare and save, call us at 425-309-0577. That's 425-309-0577. So make your next move a swift one and give us a call. Do you have a hard time letting go, letting go of your stuff? Are you thinking of moving? Maybe you have a house full of things that you no longer want but need help getting rid of it? Call me, Dina Marie, at 425-350-5448. I'll help you go through your past, get rid of it, and move on to a brighter future. That's Dina at dina-marie.com. Reach out to me and lift your spirits. Alternative Talk 1150. They'll tell you how to live your life. What's wrong and what is right? You keep on trying. And behind the broken hearted smiles, you know inside everybody's crying. And the path to life you know is truth Like dreams alive inside of you Life The only thing that keeps you here Is fear of love and love of fear inside And it's just the way story goes I don't think anybody will 
Welcome back. This is Gretchen, and I'm here on this Friday morning with Katie Gray, author, guide, elder caregiver, musician. Um, and we're talking about her new book, The Journey of the Empowered Heart, which she's just released in the last couple months, but it's been a journey getting here. So we're going to talk a bit about that this, this segment in our time together, Katie. Tell us a bit about how you have gone through this journey. Mm. It's it's a long one. It's a it's a long journey, you know. The um well, I will say that it's not quick and it's not easy, you know. That's that's something I I, I speak to in the introduction and I try to articulate that that it's not easy. If someone's struggling and they're seeking support, it's it's, it's you know we're struggling because it's not easy. If it was easy, we wouldn't be struggling, you know? And I think um, my intention with the book and with this work is um, to be transparent that it takes time, that it took me a long time. My, uh, my personal journey, Gretchen, I dealt with addiction, food addiction, bulimia for, well, food addiction for over 20 years. And, um, Probably around now, when you say food addiction, tell me how that was held for you. <clears throat> yeah, food addiction for me, uh, compulsive eating, uh, not uh, turning to food when I needed comfort, turning to food compulsively, unconsciously, um, eating beyond where I was hungry, losing the understanding of hunger, um, it, which I, it, in the book, in the Empowered Heart Methodology, I describe hunger as a need, you know, it, it's when we're reaching for something to fulfill and to comfort and soothe, we're in a state of need. We have unmet needs because we're hurting because we've been wounded and we have unhealed pain inside. But for me, that I didn't, that pain wasn't healed. Those wounds weren't healed from, from early trauma and, and uncomfortable experiences in my youth. And I turned to food at a young age at seven years old. And then that's how I soothed myself. I, I, mm -hmm. that was my medicine. And so that was a, a loop setting that I was in for many, many years. By the time I was in my teens, I was putting on so much weight as a young woman at, you know, 13, um, that I, uh, I entered high school and I, I thought this isn't going to work. You know, I'm getting made fun of this isn't, this isn't going to work. So I'll just stop eating. Um, you know, food, that's my problem. Now it was my healing force. Now it's my problem. I'll stop eating. So I tried anorexia, but I still wasn't soothing the pain. I wasn't healing the wound. So the need was still there. Um, so I went back to food, but then discovered bulimia and was in that loop setting for about 17 years. Um, and again, the, all the while not getting to the root of what was going on, not getting to the, the unhealed wounds, the pain that was deep in my heart. So when when I describe a journey of healing, the healing has been that whole time. You know, I, for 17 years, I'm learning about myself. I'm struggling. I'm, I'm understanding suffering, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think as a facilitator and a writer and a guide or a counsel counselor, I, I wouldn't understand the depths of suffering the way I need to, in order to support others, if I hadn't gone through it, you know, and so while the book took, you know, four years to put together and, and 
years of writing, the understanding was decades, you know. And for me, my healing process, it, I would say that began 12 years ago. So for me, I've been sober for many years, but I, it, the, the entire journey, the importance of the entire journey is long, you know, mm -hmm. can be decades. And I think that's something that we might confuse in our culture. We think that the healing should happen quickly or that our healing process is um, the importance of, of the healing, that that's our, that's the goal or that's the jewel. That's the, that's what we're working towards is healing. And it's true. And the entire process of suffering is important. You know, every step of that journey, everything you've been through mm -hmm. is leading you to be ready. It's, it's, you're gaining wisdom, you're gaining tools to fulfill your life purpose. You know, it's, so the journey of, of, of empowering the heart, the reason I say empower is because you, you've gained so much wisdom because you've been through so much suffering and you've overcome it. You know, you've gotten to know yourself. You've courageously faced towards your wounds. You've learned to place your hand on your heart and cry rather than turn to the fridge. You've, mm -hmm. you've learned true power, you know, and you've, you've, that level of empowerment is profound. So for someone to go through the journey of healing, I, it's so important to recognize that you've been on the journey of healing for your whole life, you know, and every moment of that suffering, every, every wound, every scratch, every bruise is part of your healing process because you've gained wisdom, you've gained a deeper understanding of suffering that clearly you needed to understand in your human life experience to get you to where you're going, you know? So contrast that with how our dominant paradigm runs mm -hmm. where, um, you know, I've, I've known you for a long time. I see this life, uh, beautiful woman, talented out there in the world, you know, can project all sorts of stories about who you are and what you're about. And, you know, so many of us, and I've walked that same path myself. It's like, oh, the story you have about me really isn't who I am. But, you know, the, we, we know ways to be able to survive, even mm -hmm. thrive in it, but we're not really alive. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that aliveness comes from feeling the the traumas that um and, you know and it's such an interesting time for trauma to be in our zeitgeist and our conversations and we're on our screens yes and there's a connectivity that's come through this covid time that we're having different conversations as well and we're connecting on a global frame to be able to learn with and from one another mm -hmm. differently. So it's it's something I've discovered that we can't do this really alone. We are individuals and it's ours to do. And there's so much greater ease and support when we can be honest and connect to others who are on this journey. And it's never over. <laughs> It is a journey that's our lifetime. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's when I think of that connection, you know, you, you spoke a couple of the words you said, um, and you said it in the last segment as well, when you were explaining, you know, this, the last two years, you know, the pandemic, and um, we talk about coming home. And to me, it's so symbolic, because for so many of us, home was a place where the trauma happened. So, right. so for a lot of us, if we if we look at home like an archetype or home like a, a symbol let's say home represents the deep self you know the the deep spaciousness of the divine deep in our hearts if that's home you know yet so many of us experienced in this waking realm so much trauma in our homes then we've learned to leave ourselves we've learned to not go home to not feel safe to not go inside to not feel restful and recharge within ourselves so we've learned to be outside of ourselves we've learned to stay distracted and go to the bar and and do anything but come home Mm -hmm. so i think also when you say the the connectivity and the importance of one another i think it it's kind of a balance it's a balance of of being at home in ourselves it's the courage to come back home to ourselves Mm -hmm. and to the courage to then open up with one another, the connection needed, you know, I see those as, as two important things in what you were sharing is the, the need for connection and the need to come home, which in the book, I, I put home in comfort. You know, I, I talk about home in, in the chapter comfort because essentially in this work, I'm, we're talking about what happened, why you're hurting and then uh, what you need you know, mm-hmm. where your needs not being met. So four major needs that I've come to witness and understand over the years is connection, release, comfort, and love. And, you know, connection, we, release, comfort, and love. Yeah. And people yeah. You might say, what well, isn't comfort? Isn't that love? Aren't they kind of the same thing? And I say, comfort is the sensation of warmth. It's receiving, it's, it's feeling at home. It's, warmth and and allowing yourself to receive to heal love is deep respect it might mean discernment or forgiveness or compassion love is that's you know it's it's a different frequency to me um but comfort comfort is for me ease Mm -hmm. and when we think of dis-ease when we're not in a place of ease and we're troubled is that a you know that learning space yeah i think it's you know disease disease mm-hmm. you know, the disease of the heart creates disease of the body of our collective being of our of our minds you know it's, and to me that disease is fear that mm. when you feel safe at home and we tying that into trauma if you feel safe you're at home you feel comfortable um it, you're in your heart space right you feel you feel at ease and then something happens whether it's divorce or abuse or uh, sad news or or financial crisis whatever it is that creates a lack of safety you realize oh i'm not safe anymore there's dis-ease and now you know relaying that forward if you're then dealing with disease it it's you know i see this this polarity of love and fear Mm -hmm. 
you don't feel you feel afraid and you've probably felt afraid your whole life you mm -hmm. know and not just speaking to childhood wounds it's it could happen two years ago you know you went through a car accident and you've been right. rattled ever since and that rattled is the dis-ease it's the discomfort it's it's the unresolved pain from the unhealed wound yeah and you need Before yeah. If, before we make a shift to break, um, I would love to have you read a bit of, from the book, and then we'll come back after and talk a bit about the process that you have created and will be offering. But I think this speaks to what we're talking about right now. Yeah. So I'm going to read to you um, in in the chapter eight realization. Essentially you know, if someone's been on the path, their life path, and they've experienced wounds and pain and need and, and uh, learned to protect themselves by trying not to feel it and gone to avoidance and then become defensive. If, if someone gets too close to that unhealed wound, you know, it's very natural. At some point, you look around and realize, wait a second, I'm suffering. This isn't working. I, I'm addicted. I'm not happy. I'm, you know, I feel stuck in my life. I feel lost. Um, so in this chapter, in the intro, I'm, I'm explaining to the reader the importance of the realization. And the realization is an internal awakening. It's, it's the realization that I don't want to suffer anymore, that I am suffering and I want to change. You know, this is the turnaround in the cycle of the empowered heart. <clears throat> Let's imagine that your home has a hole in the roof. For years, it was something you were aware of, but didn't put much into it. So what? It's a little hole. It's, it's not going to hurt anything. The weather's fine and you go on pretending it's not there. You put up with it until suddenly the weather changes. When it rains, the water comes into the hole and splashes everywhere. You ask yourself, is it really a big deal? Do I actually need to stop and put energy into fixing it? It's such a bother to gather the materials and find a ladder and crawl all the way up on the roof and patch up the hole. Motivated by your lack of inspiration and tendency to avoid, you come up with a plan. You get a bucket and you place it in the house on the floor beneath the hole. Perfect, you say to yourself. Now I can go on about my life and not deal with the hassle of fixing the hole and I can pretend like it's not there. Until, of course, the hole gets bigger and the bucket fills up. Eventually, you find yourself living in a wet, musty pile of mold. Your carpet is soaked, your clothes are damp, and you begin showing signs of asthma. Why? Why is this happening to me? You plead and you curse to the sky. Because you were avoiding fixing the actual problem. You were avoiding the work and it created a whole mess of other problems. Where's the realization in this? The realization is the moment when you look around and you say, enough is enough. I can't live like this anymore. I'm done avoiding this and I'm ready to deal with the problem. I'm ready to heal my life. We often see the depiction of a light turning on when someone has a realization. And in many ways, that's what it's like to have the realization that you're done suffering. As if you've been sitting in the dark and musty room like cage for long enough, the light of awareness is like a candle ignited inside of you. At that moment, you realize I don't have to do this anymore. I don't have to suffer. Either I can stay stuck inside this cramped cage and let death take my life or death can take my suffering so I can get out of here and start living. Wow, I need a breath on that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the hole in the roof. Um, I'm with Katie Gray on Lift Your Spirits Radio. This is Gretchen Cross, Heart of the Matter, and we'll be back soon.
Energy Matters Tip of the Week with Dina Marie. Just say no. How many times during the week do you say yes to things you do not want to do? Or maybe through a lifetime you've been saying you will do things when you rather not and you're spending precious time and your energy in places you don't want to be with people you don't want to be with. So this week's tip is just to say yes to yourself and no to those who you do not want to do those activities. It's super simple with practice and over time, people will know who you are, what you want, and you won't be causing that resentment that causes dis-ease. So during the holidays, this is a really special time and you really want to practice self-care and self-love by saying no to the things you do not want to do and yes to the things that you do. That's the Our Energy Matters Tip of the Week with Dina Marie. So are you ready to have a major breakthrough in your life? Marla Williams, a certified life coach and TLT practitioner, transforms lives, moving her clients from apathy to happiness, from stress to balance, from uncertainty to total confidence and more. Marla will help you identify the one breakthrough point you can change to live life in more harmony with your true self. It is life-changing. Sign up for a complimentary session at marlawilliams.net and experience the magic of moving from stuckness into a life you love. Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 a.m. KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries, you can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening. Multicultural, multidimensional even. Alternative Talk 1150. Katie Gray's Ode to the Lost Angels. 
Katie, your early music. Yeah. An ode to a lost angel. Welcome back. This is uh, Katie Gray with me today on Heart of the Matter. And we're talking about her book, Journey of the Empowered Heart. So Katie, tell me a little bit more about the book and what's going to be happening with it as you're giving birth to this magnificent piece of work. Oh, yeah, it is such a unique experience. I, I mean, it's, it's I've never written a book before. And to be honest, I, I'm not much of a book reader. So it's, it is such a unique experience, you know, to, uh, to enter into the world of literature and to work with editors so closely for, for two years now, and then release it, you know, I, it is like a birth and it released actually tomorrow, it will be one month ago that it was released. And I think for the first you know, the first two to three days, I was just focusing on getting books packaged up and, and mailing them out. And, and then about a week after the release, I just felt kind of um, not sure what my role was now. I thought, okay, it's the books. I did it. I, I birthed the book. And is this postpartum that I'm dealing with? What am I, what am I dealing with? Because I don't know what my role is. I, I'm just, I feel like I was the messenger and I, here I am. And um, I think that's because it really is intended for, for others. You know, I, I didn't write the book with the intention to get a response. So I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't do that with the intention of hearing, uh, you know, a congratulation about who I am, but it's such a deep, big body of work and, that essentially is the book. It's not a quick response. It's not, you know, I, very few people have uh, made it through the book because it is 400 pages long and it's really a process. I mean, we're, we're talking about the journey, the life journey of getting to, through the suffering. You know, I've, I read to you from Realization, that's partway through the book. You're at that, you're there halfway through and then there's, and then you're learning how to identify where you're hurting and how to heal you know, how, how to get your needs met, essentially. Um, so for and me, the, yeah. I mean, and the book is, the book is exquisite. I mean, mm -hmm. the, 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 the cover and the journal, I, um, but the, the map, mm -hmm. I think that the map is one of the most unique pieces as well. And maybe you could share with our, our guests the, the, the journey as you've mapped it. Yeah. The, the, Essentially, over the years, I began to see, uh, I, it's as if, again, I say archetypal, because it is this psychological imprint that I would begin to see and, and witness these patterns, you know, when someone was hurting, it was, I would start to see a broken heart as if I could just see their heart inside and it was broken. And then when someone was, you know, blocking themselves from their heart, I could it was as if I could see them in a cage, like they were just caging themselves off. And, and then when I would see someone who was angry, it was as if they had this tiger's mask they were carrying. Cause I knew if someone's hurting, then there's, but the broken heart is still there. It's just now there's a cage and now they're, they're angry, but they're still hurting. And, and I started to see these, these patterns and started to write them out. Um, this is about five years ago, I started to sketch them out and organize my thoughts of, I feel like there are these 
phases that we go through when we're hurting and um and and for uh, essentially i feel like we we collectively and this is something you were mentioning earlier we're talking about trauma but mm-hmm. where's the organization like where's the method how did that happen how did we get to a place of unconsciousness i understand we're destroying the planet and it's heartbreaking i understand that most people are dealing with addiction i understand that we're lost and and we're hungry for money but how did that happen you know how does it all work together how do we get from that beautiful precious tender heart that we're born with how do we get so far away how do we close ourselves off and and that essentially is the map it's it's understanding you know the starting point of who you are when you're born and then going through the process of the wound which is a lightning bolt you know the whatever traumas you've experienced and then the pain the broken heart and then the need you know reaching out for support from that broken heart and then not getting the support you need. So learning to protect yourself, building a cage around your heart. And that's the cage around the broken heart. And then protecting that even more. If someone comes close, you're defensive, but it's it's a tiger's mask. It's not, you're not really, uh, it's not your deeper, deeper intention to hurt, you know, your consciousness. You don't want to hurt anyone, but you're starting to become unconscious because you've disconnected from your heart. So you have this tiger's mask and then you suffer. You, the tiger, it all gets stuck inside the cage and you get locked and that's suffering. And then the realization is like a candle. It's like the light. Wait a second, I'm, in the, I'm here suffering in the dark. There, I have an idea. What if I don't have to do this anymore? And then observe is the, to me, that's the biggest way to begin is look at the truth. What happened? What's happening right now? What are you going through? Are you not are you not loving your job? We need to talk about it. What's the reality? What's what's not working? You know, what happened when you were a child? What, let's talk about the truth. And then feel, you know, that's the and, and observe is the eye and feel is the feeling our emotions. We gotta we gotta learn to feel again. We've become desensitized. How do we feel? And then we go into getting the needs met, connect, release, comfort, and love. And that's by the time the reader has made it through, I mean, we're getting to those around page in the late 200s, you know, 300. You're, now we're getting to the, the golden jewels of, of what you came for to learn how to get your needs met. But we've got some work to do to get there. We've got to understand why, you know, what happened. We've got to talk about the uncomfortable stuff and learn how to feel again and resensitize. And then we can get our needs met. And by the time you've made it through there, you are, it's like you're, your heart is opened up again. There's an eye inside of your heart and it's radiating and you are empowered. Um, and that is the journey of the empowered. That's the methodology. I, I call it a methodology. You know, my editors felt it, this is more of a methodology. You're teaching people a method, a way of, of seeing themselves differently, seeing their pain differently from a compassionate standpoint and awakening deeper levels of compassion and confidence through um, looking at the truth, courageously feeling what you don't want to feel and then taking action to get your needs met. So that's the journey. It's 400 pages. I, I, uh, I wasn't originally going to tell any of my personal stories, but with an amazing team of editors, they said, you absolutely have to tell your story. Mm-hmm. You can't just tell the reader what to do. You have to you have to trust the reader. This is the empowered heart from the neck up, right? We're not <laughs> yeah. going to go into my story. We're just going to tell a story. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's where I, I learned as well because I think a lot of a lot of authors, self help authors, I don't ever want to put anyone down. I never want to make anyone feel mm-hmm. bad. 
we've got to show our wounds. You said earlier, oh, someone might think you're so perfect and you've mm -hmm. got this amazing career and you're pretty. And, and if we don't, if we, if we continue to play the sage on stage, we are not doing the real healing. We're not offering ourselves to really mm -hmm. give service to truly help. We have to take down our guard and we have to be vulnerable and show our wounds, you know? Yeah. So that is, that's the journey, Gretchen. Well, you, I mean, the, 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 the effort to create and write and tell, and now you're moving it into a being place. And one of the things that you and I both do is, um, I'm a coach, a guide, you're a guide, we support and counsel, but we we create and host space. I mean, for years and years, Heartwood was a kitchen table where so many things were shared over a pot of tea or a glass of wine and a warm fire. And, you know, we are our stories. And if we can create safe spaces, brave spaces where those stories can be shared, we can get through 400 pages very differently if it's experiential. And I think that that's the amazing offering that you're bringing. So yeah, you can and put this by your bedside and hope that you get it in the dream time, but it's going to be a lot more potent if you take the next step and come and hang out with Katie Gray. Yeah. So, Yeah, I, I was planning to launch the course in May. My Darren, who's a dear friend of us both, mm -hmm. who I do the Imagine Convergence with, he... Um, yeah, he and he and I were working on building a course and we thought, okay, you know, he's very supportive of this work and we thought, okay, we'll, we'll launch it in May. And then after this month of, you know, over the weeks of having released the book, it, I've gotten a lot of feedback, a lot of emails of people saying, are you going to do a book club? Are you going to do a course? If so, can I sign up? And I thought, you know what, I was going to release my podcast in, in January. I was going to release it two months ago, but I thought, you know what, first the book, then the course, and then we'll release the podcast probably, you know, next month or the month after um, the Empowered Heart podcast. But the course begins essentially January 2nd. And I, I probably it would have been amazing to do a shorter course than 16 weeks, but that's the length of the journey. And I think it's, it's important to confront that narrative that it should be quick and easy and that we should be able to pop a pill and fix everything. I think it takes time. I think people need connection, they need community, they need to know they're not alone. So the courses will be a group of people, you know, we'll meet every week, I'll, I'll provide the audio of the book for participants. So each week, they will get a little package, and it will come with that chapter's audio book. Um, I think also a song, I'll kind of intro the, the frequency of each chapter with a song. And I'll also include a video, you know, that will nice. be an overview, and then we'll meet every Sunday from one to two. And, um, and we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll do breakout groups and then get started on the next chapter, the next chapter, the next day. Um, and that's all available uh, at my website, katiegray.com. And people can sign up there and it's sliding scale. You know, I, I never want it to be something that everyone doesn't have access to. So if people don't have the finances, they can just come, you know, they can just sign up for free. And if they do have the resources, then they can uh, pay a sliding scale and join us for this 16-week course. Yeah, and it's for everyone, any anyone, any gender, any age. It's for every. It's for everyone. 
and it's one o'clock um, Pacific, but yeah. it is accessible if you're in Europe. It's not too, too late. And exactly. Yeah. And it will be um, an experiential process. So if you want to walk through this book with Katie, I'm going to be there, Katie. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be um, it's going to be a great way to start 2022. Yeah, I am really so grateful that you're making this accessible and that you're bringing your whole self to mm -hmm. it. I so admire you and oh, love you, Gretchen. All that love you were bringing. Um, this has just been a most exquisite time to drop in with you. Yeah. And I am taking away um, just a, a, a warm and comforted sense of getting to know you better um i see the love in your eyes and um you do have such a big heart and you open your arms wide mm -hmm. so continuing to be all of this in the world um thank you for bringing this book into being but being yourself and I'm going to let you have last comments, and then we're going to end our time together with a, a full listen to Ode. Yeah. Thank you okay. so much, Gretchen. I hope you feel heard and seen and acknowledged for what an incredible offering this is to gather people together with intention and, and matters of the heart. This is powerful work, and it's contradicting what's going on in the world today, which needs to be contradicted. You know, we're, so many of us are feeling torn away from one another and divided and, and angry and afraid. And I guess that would be my lasting remark is, is to go to, to confront that fear. What are you afraid of? What, what, if you were to heal, why, why not? You know, if you were to let go of your patterns and your wounds, the, the part of you that's divided away from yourself, why, you know, why not love yourself? Why not come home to yourself? Why not do the work to get through it, to come back? Because it's worth it. It's worth it to come home to yourself. And if there is fear there, then place your hand on your heart and question why, you know? My hand is on my heart. And um, Katie Gray, katiegray.com, join us on the show. Um, we will be back next month. And I thank you for joining us at Heart of the Matter on Lift Your Spirits Radio. Thank you, and I'll see you in January, Katie. Yes, thank you so much, Gretchen.
Mm-hmm.